Imagine you're walking through a dense forest with trees as high as the eye can see. Despite the richness of the trees, beams of sunlight can break through. Is this an enchanted forest? Nope. Instead, it's a nightclub in Glasgow, Scotland. This was an event put on by the New York Times called the Climate Hub. This event and the COP26 conference in Glasgow garnered a massive amount of media attention as world leaders and celebrities alike centered in on Glasgow, Scotland. However, did this event and the conference bring up any real impactful conversation? On today's episode of COP Talk Across the Pond, a climate conversation between Belisario College of Communication students at Penn State and student journalists at the University of Strathclyde in Glasgow, I sit down with University of Strathclyde journalism students Olivia Adam and Donghee Yang as they tell me what it was like covering the New York Times Climate Hub and whether the event created a meaningful conversation, or if it was just a spectacle. COP26 was the most anticipated COP conference since COP21, which was held in Paris, France back in 2015, which famously led to the historic Paris Accords. With so many leaders across the world sitting down together to discuss what can be done to mitigate climate change and slow down the process greatly, as many areas in the world are being faced with tremendous challenges due to climate change, there was a lot of optimism going into this conference. Previous COP conferences had not seen attendance numbers like this, as countries from all corners of the world sent at minimum several delegates to prevent the future of Earth spiraling out of control. Of course, COP26 drew a lot of media coverage and attention with so much writing on this conference. One of the biggest news outlets that covered the event was the New York Times. In fact, the Times created what they called the Climate Hub, where they turned popular Glasgow nightclub SWG3 into essentially a forest. It was an incredible event, and one that drew lots of attention not just from news outlets and world leaders, but also celebrities. However, as the event proceeded and the conference moved forward, many people who were covering COP and the Climate Hub were asking the same question. What is really being accomplished here? Sure, it's possible that an event like the Climate Hub could start some really interesting conversation about climate change. But as you'll hear from my guest in a little bit, it's fair to question whether this event was just simply a spectacle and nothing more. To a similar extent, was COP26 as a whole a spectacle, or did real solutions to the pressing issue that is climate change come out of this? Does sitting in a nightclub turn forest, listening to different celebrities, activists, and politicians speak about climate change solutions lead to anything? Or were the fake trees and artificial beams of sunlight just another way to make money? For more on COP26 in the New York Times Climate Hub, here's Olivia Adam and Donkey Yang, who covered the Climate Hub during COP26. All right, guys, so thank you for joining me for this interview. I really appreciate it. Can you guys kind of uh, describe to me like the projects you've been working on about COP26 and kind of what you've learned from from these projects? Um. Yeah, so basically I was working or do work at this venue called SWG3. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. <laughs> I doubt you have um but basically it's usually used for like club nights um and gigs for bands and things like that 
Um, but for COP26, they um, volunteered to have it as a space for the New York Times um, to host their COP26 events. Um, so I worked there and that's kind of what I based my project on um, for my COP26 thing. So it was kind of like working kind of like inside a COP26 event. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I didn't really get to <laughs> to go into, you know, into any conferences or anything, because I feel like you have to be quite important, but just like the amount of security that was there and, you know, the, they changed the whole venue. So inside, if you um, if you look it up, uh, or if you get time to, it, they changed it into like this massive forest thing. So they had real trees, they planted real trees in this massive like warehousey sort of room. Um, they changed upstairs into like this sort of botanical gardens um, sort of thing. Like I can't really describe it. I've got photos of it. I should I should have sent you them actually in advance, but um, but yeah, no, it was just such a change um, in the venue, and that's where COP twenty six, New York Times held their event. So Barack Obama was there. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio came. So yeah, it's pretty pretty big. Oh, that sounds sounds really interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, really bombarded you there. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, so it was called the New York Times Climate Hub. Um, mm-hmm. So it was just the COP twenty six summit. That's basically that's basically where they held it. So yeah. Um, Looking back on it, was there any specific climate issues that you wish that people talked about more that maybe wasn't discussed enough during this conference? Or do you feel that overall enough things were discussed that you, that potentially there could be some some solutions that come out of this? Look, I mean, when you when you look at, for example, Greta Thunberg and stuff, she, you know, branded it a fail, a failure. Um, you know, the fact that was it Boris Johnson got a private plane um here, things like that, it kind of is counter counterintuitive. I think, you know, they they all arrived in their their big cars and there was like five or six cars for one sort of, you know, head of state. And that's all emitting, you know, things into the into the ether. You know, why didn't <laughs> Why weren't they walking? Do you know what I mean? I know it sounds right. it sounds so silly. It is silly. But at the same time, you know, how can you have a, a summit, a massive international summit about climate change and yet actually harming the planet whilst you're doing it? Um, so in that respect, I do think that for the next one, there could be maybe things put in place to make it more eco-friendly. Um, but on the other hand, I do think that there will definitely oh, see that's the thing because right now there's a lot of promises being made so I think that we will just have to wait we really will just have to wait and see because it's it, there's a lot of by you know 2030 by 2040 this is what's going to happen um mm-hmm. so I feel like we will just you know it's really a waiting game uh, at this point because they can't do anything immediately all these world leaders getting together you have to assume that you know politics are always going to do their thing. So <laughs> did you, were, were you upset by the amount of like politics that got in the way of legitimate discussion and people kind of, you know, each leader and, and, and delegation kind of trying to push 
their agenda or do you overall think that considering the circumstances, you know, a lot of good dialogue did happen? Um, I'd have to say that for sure, good dialogue happened. Um, there's absolutely no doubt about that. Uh, lots of promises have been made, you know, in that sense, like, as I said before, I think it really is just a waiting game. However, I do think that it kind of became a bit of a spectacle to a certain degree. I mean, you know, why was Leonardo DiCaprio there? I mean, I'm sure he's, <laughs> you know, he's he contributes to, to things like that. But, you know, Matt Damon hosted a Zoom, I'm pretty sure. And, like, obviously it's great they're using their platforms to, you know, make a change. But this is quite a serious matter, and I don't really know how much, like, celebrities can really, you know, give to that at the end of the day, it is a political thing. It is the government that that make the decisions. Um, but uh, yeah, I think there is obviously a definite like political agenda. Obviously there is with most things in that respect that kind of could become a bit, you know, we're losing sight of why we're actually here. We're just kind of here for the entertainment side of things and, you know, who's, who's going to say the wrong thing, et cetera. Um, so in that regard, I think it could have become a bit of a political spectacle, a bit of a media storm, and we're losing sight. Olivia and Dongi, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to talk to me. Uh, I really learned a lot from this conversation, and I'm glad we were able to make this work. And thank you to our listeners for joining us for another episode of Cop Talk Across the Pond, a conversation between Belisario College of Communication students at Penn State and student journalists at the University of Strathclyde in Glasgow. Women took center stage at COP26 and are making their voices heard. Are they loud enough? On the next episode, Penn State's Jack Walker talks to Hane Kapoor at the University of Strathclyde about the women leaders at COP26 and their leading role in the climate change debate. Join us for COP Talk Across the Pond, a climate conversation between Belisario College of Communication students at Penn State and student journalists at the University of Strathclyde in Glasgow.